0: Mel god's meltdown and today i am joined by
1: charlie ciolis from the band aftermath from chicago it's great to be
0: chatting- <laughs> it's great to be chatting to you this evening congratulations on your recent release no time to waste can you give us a little bit of information about that song
1: and are you woke am i woke <laughs> well we're definitely awake but woke, not woke. definitely not good (laughs) and uh the the song is called no time to waste it comes off the previous album that we made is called there is something wrong and that's a concept album about how the world really works you know some people call it you know like conspiracy type stuff but it's it's we don't follow any kind of like political party or any kind of uh famous like alex jones we we just like what I just did, because I write the lyrics, I just uh, have been researching for the last decade, but basically it's been my whole life, because even the songs that we wrote on our first go-around before we broke up in 19, we were around from 85 to 96. Yeah. Uh, even as, when you read the lyrics to our demo, Killing the Future, in 1986, I wrote them, and the demo came out in 1987, and that demo got really big around the underground. That's what really got us going, especially from the British press. Like, yeah. uh, like, uh remember metal- you guys. Yeah, I'll well, Metal, Metal Forces magazine was uh, huge at the time. that like, was, I was yeah. Uh, yeah. we all couldn't wait to get it here as an import. We all, everybody wanted it, you know? And right. uh, they had this, uh, we sent in for a demo review, and out of nowhere, uh, we got a phone call from a uh, British voice like yours, and it's <laughs> Bernard Doe on the other line going, hey, uh, we want you guys to be one of the five bands on this compilation of the best underground bands in the world called Scream Your Brains Out.
0: Right, so, yeah.
1: We just sent in for a review, so next thing we know, we're on a compilation vinyl, the only one they've ever done, with crucis Atrophy, Leviathan, which was Chris Barnes' first band from Cannibal Corpse, mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, and Hobbs' Angel of Death from Texas.
0: Oh, Hobbs from, uh
1: Hobbs' Angel. Australia.
0: Australia, yeah, man. Absolutely fantastic and, uh, band. Yeah. yeah,
1: so then uh, uh, the lyrics on that demo, even the song Chaos, are basically questioning the stuff that i would know the answers for on the album there is something wrong that, that i wrote the lyrics because uh, things that just didn't make sense to me they just it didn't seem like this world was uh what we were told it was it seemed like uh, the the people that were uh in power it just didn't make sense like first of all you go to church and you go see something holy and all the men are wearing black gowns and they want you to kiss their hands I mean, who told them? The guy come down and tell them you're important, like or a pope or a bishop. I mean, with their stupid outfits. I mean, what is that? Or the queen? You know, like the royal family dressed like. I mean, they're all connected. The Vatican, uh, the London, you know, the the three city states, District of Columbia. All of them are uh, connected, and they—they, I knew they were connected back when I was a kid by the symbolism, but I didn't understand. Why are they connected? You know. So yeah, on that album, we just try, try to explain what uh, kind of connecting all the dots gets you all the answers. If you have a mind to, uh, some people could could research it forever. They might not get the right information, but if you know what you're doing, it's pretty obvious what's up in this world. You know, it's there's no reason anybody should not be awake, and there's no reason anybody should follow any kind of woke agenda.
0: Absolutely, man. I mean, you did fall way back in 1985, and I remember you being in Metal Forces. That's how old I am.
1: Uh, so we went to London in 1989. We we just recorded our second demo. We made two demos that got that we distributed in the underground, and uh, the second demo was called Words That Echo Fear. And uh, we just went to a couple uh, dresses we had because we were going to go from London, although make it all the way you know with your rail and everything to Greece to go to the islands. So, yeah, in London, we just decided to. Drop one off at a couple of magazines like Raw and uh, Kerrang. And um, Bernard Doe actually came out and met us, and uh, we did a uh, giveaway with that demo uh, with Metal Forces. Uh, uh, and then we go back to our hotel, and we get a call from Phil Alexander. And then he actually took us out to eat. And we went back to the offices. I, we met uh, Malcolm Dome.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. He recently died, right? Uh, he did. Yeah, man. Yeah, was those writers were legendary. He was a us. legend,
0: Ross Howland. Oh, sorry, I've got the, to the photographer. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, man, absolutely all those names to people like me when we were growing up, when I was, Bastard. they were like celebrities themselves. They were They were like famous, like, you know, the writers were so important and the American magazines didn't have that. They didn't have the cool uh, British, uh, I mean, it's, it was night and day difference, uh, you know, on the following uh, the British press and following the American press was circus and all they did is like all oh, those man hip parade or whatever. They just reprinted the bios, you know, or the yeah, press yeah. releases. Absolutely.
0: So the world is totally unrecognizable from nineteen eighty-five. Um oh, yeah. Night and obviously um, I'm hoping you'll be releasing a new album soon in the future. Would he would he have drawn a lot of inspiration from the fucked up world we're living in at the moment?
1: Yeah, it's all inspiration. It's inspiration. <laughs> it's all about it's all about the truth, though, you know? Yeah. And, uh, uh, it's in realizing who your enemy is. But this next record is called No Time to Waste is our, it's going to be our third release. Our first yeah. album was called Eyes of Tomorrow. There uh-huh. is something wrong was the second one, which we, we did. We reunited in 2015. We were broken up from 1996 yeah. to 2015. And the reason we reunited is because, uh, somehow we got an offer to play, uh, Headbangers Open Air in Germany. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we didn't just do it for that. We just coincidentally, a few months before we all kind of reconnected, the three of us that, uh, formed the band mm-hmm. in 85. Yeah. And uh, somehow, uh, it, it, if you asked us a year before, if you asked us, in, uh, even yeah, a year before, we, 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 we thought it would never happen. So it just happened naturally. We didn't go looking for it. It just like fell into place. We're going, well, what's telling us to reunite? You know what I mean? What's, what's, what, what invisible force?
0: <laughs> so can you give us any idea when it would be releasing your album?
1: I guess in January. In January. Yeah, yeah. that would be fantastic. Yeah, we'll put out one more single before this.
0: Right, I was just glad you asked you that. Okay, then. so I want to go back to conspiracies. So what do you think is the biggest conspiracy? I mean, uh, 9-11 is one that's sort of like, yeah. yeah it's know. just
1: part of a chain of events that is leading to Agenda 2030. So it's all leading to that. It's all leading to the parasites that control the world, the six family, you know, six, uh, seven families. They've they've started every war from World War One to they don't even call them wars now to the operations they do now. I mean, it's never they're, they're they're depopulating us. Every second. It's all depopulation every second. They're poisoning right. us from the sky, from the food, from, I mean, from the television, poisoning your mind. I mean, they got, they're basically, we're lab rats to them. Yeah. You know that, right? yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, even last year, the fake pandemic that happened, I never wore a mask, not even one second. I so didn't did do you- Well, <laughs> we never stopped working because I work at UPS at night at O'Hare, yeah. for just yeah. for three hours a night. we I didn't stop working. There was no way. I mean, it, it was, uh, again, just like 9-11 was, it's step-by-step step to get us where they want us. And they want the generation that they're going to want to be the ones that are left alive are probably five years old right now. They'll be the elders. They got them so confused. And the laws they're passing, the the crazy, t- tra- like you could be a 10-year-old kid and want to say, uh, mommy, I'm not a boy anymore. I'm a girl. Yeah, And, they're, I know. and, and they're, they're trying to pass laws here where if the parents refuse that, they're going to take away your kid in California. There's it's a, a fucking
0: it's a fucking sick world, man. Absolutely, yeah. Is, That's all the rage over here now. It's just like things that you would never have heard of like 10, 15 years ago. You've got that. And don't even get me started on the masks. I am such Well, a well the mask,
1: again, the mask was a symbolism. Again, you're breathing your own air. How would it, I mean, how would any sensible mind think that would be a good idea? Like, you see idiots in the street right now still oh, wearing masks. I just want to jump to out of the, the car, car and rip their heads off. Driving a fucking
0: car on a road,
1: or road, the road. So or standing outside on a summer day in the middle of a field waiting for a bus. I just seen somebody because it feels like summer today, and the idiot's got a mask on. I mean, those are the enemy now because those and, um, are the brainwash where they, if you're, if you're, if you don't have enough common sense to know by now that that's, first of all, the, the, the uh, out of nowhere, every country in the world's got the same law: six feet apart, put on a mask. Every every nation, right there, it shows you they're all together. And they yeah. created the Federal Reserve, like place like the Federal Reserve. Like people go, that's a Ponzi scheme. We're living in a world where it's supposed to be a democracy, and then, yet the people that print our money are f- private families. Yeah, I no, mean, no. every part of this world, to someone like me, nothing makes sense. But I know why it's not like that. But I, it cracks me up where there's people that, first of all, anybody that thinks they're really educated, when you hear they go through all the universities, they're the dumbest people in the world. Because they went through the brainwashing. Rebels cannot last through their schools.
2: No. Because,
1: because they, they they just teach you what they want just like they took over the medical industry 100 years ago and made it seem like everybody on drugs. And basically, all doctors are drug pushers. All priests are cult leaders. And those are the people that people actually look at the uniforms and look up. All soldiers, let's face it. I mean, I don't want to say this. This might be touching. But think before you join the army of Satan. Think about that. (laughs) Think about before you join an army where they send you to murder people. You have no idea who they are. I mean, nobody in that country is your enemy. Your enemy's the one that's sending you.
0: That's it, man. Yeah, absolutely. I can I can agree more with you.
1: Um, Go well, back to saying, No time to waste since you started again. Is that to the world, man? There's no time to waste. Your kids, if you have children, if you don't act now, they're gonna be. Can I get some water? They're gonna be slaves. I mean, yeah. if, if you got children, I mean, there's literally no time to waste. And the lyrics are pointing out the uh, you know stuff where. uh if you see if if, the, if we were a big band and those lyrics were rad, you know I'd be in trouble. You know what I mean? I'd be like, imagine if like a band like Metallica or somebody big wrote the lyrics we wrote on the last two albums, they'd disappear, England.
0: <laughs> so, do you intend to like do any sort of live live shows or anything?
1: And if you do, do we're doing the show December tenth. Right. And, uh right. here the city and uh we we played like even on our original uh 10-year spree that we were around we did about four uh, 35 shows we were right. uh yeah we, we were real particular about the message always and um we just won't go on a tour just on a long tour and played to empty play we it's not about that especially we weren't like that back then and now it's almost like you get away with it now because everybody just listens to music and stuff like that it gets around you know what i'm saying it's like
0: yeah
1: we're we're out to it's not about us going to being on we love playing live but we're not to the point where we that's all we want to be seen and you know like a rock star band we it's it's important it's almost like whistleblowers you know i mean you're going
0: to be out there like basically putting out a message, man. That's what you want to be doing. and That's what you're doing you're doing it for your music. Well, because yeah.
1: when you know what I know, like, it's not about being a celebrity culture or a rock star or anything, because I know what happens to be in that world, to be accepted and have, stay in that world. You have to go along with their agenda, you know, to become in a world. So we're, we're the opposite of that. We we want to destroy that. You know, we want, we want the 99%, which is all of us uh, to be, to be uh, united, you know? And uh, we, we need to realize just like the wizard of Oz, who's the man behind it. We need to realize who the enemy is, you know? I mean, they even got it in the back of the dollar bill, man. Look at the back of the dollar bill. It says it all. That's why they've never changed the design. The, The pyramid that's, underneath the eye is all of us the eye on top and there's a middle empty part the eye on top is them you know what i mean come on what can i say after the agenda? look what they're doing around for a sniffle and they say cold they locked out of the world and, and coincidentally all the businesses that are small and independently owned had to not sell stuff but the same gigantic corporation that sells the same thing stayed open and how how did anything make sense and now mm-hmm. they're trying to push the white supremacist thing in america like I've I've never met a white supremacist in my life. I mean, we're <laughs> inner city kids. I never met anybody in the metal scene. The metal scene was so great; it would accept anybody, especially the underground scene. If a black guy came into the scene or whatever, we we'd love that he was there. I, we'd go, bring your friends, I mean, it, And now they're making it seem like there's this white black enemy hatred towards each other. That's so f- it's problem reaction solution. It's other Hegelian dialect or whatever they call it. You know what I mean? That's go back to
0: the early days and when you came over to the uk and that um did you manage to get out on tour when you were over here or was it just literally just to go over to metal forces
1: no 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 it was to go to have a, we had a demo out and we uh, the a year before we uh just uh, as a vacation me my brother who manages the band and steve the guitar player just went to the greek islands and we loved it so much yeah. that uh we want we decided to go back to the next year spur of the moment but we had just finished the demo we go hey let's just bring it with us and we had a package so we went to the magazines we went to a metal we went to a bunch of places you know like Kerrang! metal forces i think we went to some local british shows i don't remember we were hanging out with a uh, man paul kelv yeah kelv hall down at shades we went to we uh w- w- there was one writer that was really cool man that we uh but he died i think a bus hit him or a car hit him back then right. uh, okay yeah yeah and uh we uh, he was really cool he took us around uh i can't believe it. i always remember his name but right now for some reason i'm not remembering all uh, right man. and uh and then we just went all we went over to um amsterdam too and then we actually went and hung out with roadrunner we almost signed with roadrunner back then did you but uh But then we ended up not signing with Roadrunner, and we signed with a label called Big Chief that was going to be distributed by uh, Metal Blade, uh, Warner Brothers. And then uh, Dead Horse was on there at the time. It was a new label. They had a lot of money. They had ads everywhere. And uh, it seemed like a cool thing, um, especially with the distribution. But while we were recording our first album... in the middle of the recording they went bankrupt so we got stuck right. uh, our first album we got stuck paying for it for four years out of our own pocket just to get the tapes back uh, uh-huh. because you know what i mean so that that's why we put it out in 94 independently after, before we broke up but even though we put it out independently we didn't really promote it there was no tour we just put it out there but it was through the internet that it picked up up it got kind of a semi-legendary for technical progressive thrash metal you know mm-hmm.
0: We've got a massive following on Facebook and everything. So, you know...
1: Plus, see, the demo was real big in the beginning too. So uh, the important thing is when we did Killing the Future, when we formed in 85, there was no such thing as crossover. There was no no title. Crossover became kind of more known in 87 and 88 when DRI had their album called Crossover and they dubbed the genre that. So we were literally... Playing music, we had a skinhead bass player like real punk rocker, and we were the metal kids. But that wasn't normal at all. Like everybody yeah. around us, all the other kids go, Man, what is this, man? You got a punk rocker in your back? They didn't <laughs> even know there was no slam dancing, mashing, and metal gigs in 84. It didn't no. exist. So we formed in 85. So yeah. it was literally the beginning of the underground scene. Sure, yeah. there was because see, when Metallica, had, uh, kill them all, and Slayer had shown no mercy, and then Slayer had the EP, how, uh, uh, the EP Chemical uh, chemical Warfare was on.
2: Uh,
1: Haunting the Chapel. It's be- like Hollow you know, was just coming out. It was Killing the Future. We go, man, why can't Metallica or Slayer be everything like Slayer did in Rain and Blood, you know? Mm-hmm. So we were doing thinking that right when they were thinking that. It's just we're not famous for it, you know, like like Slayer, of course, you know? But that's what made it great for us that it was the beginning of a new genre. No older than us had played our music before we were the first ones in the world playing that style you know crossover but then we got bored after being crossover for two years and then on our second demo which was a minuscule amount of time you know like from 87 to 89 we were ready i decided let's make thrash more like have pink floyd and progressive so so we became technical progressive thrash metal again which was the beginning of a new style because we thought we were doing when we were rehearsing we weren't there was nobody to take an example of we, we were fresh ground you know another fresh new subgenre to a genre of thrash metal you know
0: yeah absolutely yeah. so for this next album are you signed to a label
1: well yeah oh well it's, it's zoid is the label, but it's In Grooves, uh, the yeah. label group in America. It's like uh, In Grooves label group. That's what cool. it's called. Yeah. Cool. Um, you that,
0: all do you do you hope to get back over to the UK, back to the Greek islands? Have you been well, to Kef- Have you been to Kef-
1: Kefalonia, yeah. Well, we want to go back to EOS too. You know, like right. well, we know how they are now. Now, I mean, now the world's crazy. They I mean, who knows if you want to go in any big gatherings? Because the uh, <laughs> it's it's so much non-common sense and stupidity out there. It's it will never be like it was, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah but
1: yeah. uh we want to come though to Europe and play though, for sure. It'd be great. That'd we will if we could. See, we want to play everywhere, but we're just not gonna to do tours that last three months in a van. That's never happening, you know.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. So you just want to do like select shows and things like that, basically. Yeah, select yeah.
1: shows. And if the band grows bigger and bigger, we'll do more select shows. It won't be tours ever like that. We'll be more select shows. We could do 30 in a year if 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 it's called for, you know. But Absolutely. the main concern is the, the music, the album. And a lot of people are disregarding the album. And it's a single society. But we love the album, the, the concept of making albums. And, you know
0: yeah it is difficult these days because um what was spotify and all of that I, I detest spotify um people just like flip from one tune to the other they don't really listen to albums it's quite it diff- yeah. must be difficult to be like especially Whoa. when you're in a, a band that's been from the 80s to what it we'll, is today. we'll
1: see. we'll see what they have but the physical product not having that and flipping from one thing to the other it's so yeah. disposable if you're a young kid you're not going to have a collection so you're not going to have a favorite bands so you'll change probably change favorite music every other day and you yeah. could be listening and it seems like genres there's not like we were when we were a metalheads back then man like even hair metal bands they were we hated them you know we were so into what we were into you know what i mean there's no way you'd get somebody in the underground scene wearing a Motley Crue and Poison shirt at an underground thrash mount. I mean, they literally would get hurt. Like, you heard you heard uh, Gary Holtz saying from Exodus that if a guy wearing that shirt walked in back then in their scene, like Paul Bayoff, the original singer, would, be, would beat him up.
0: I don't know how to tell you this. <laughs> I was a Motley Crue, Skid Row fan. Sorry, guy well how old are you i never i didn't get into fresh metal until like i was 1920 so it's 89 90. but i remember oh, your bad. i got into megadeth then and i got into metallica kill him all and all that fucking metallica sucked bad. they should have just retired um but yeah now i've gotten the fresh and as i got older i got more mature well, what year were you
1: born what year were you born i was 1969. oh 69 yeah yeah, so yeah, because usually people that answer Motley Crue got him into a quiet ride right, And Twisted Scissors, they're usually younger really than me. I started off my first really, my first
0: album I ever had was Motorhead, Iron Fist. And oh, great Iron album. Aiden, Iron Maiden. That's Aiden. the first album you ever had?
1: Yeah. Wow. And you did not like that other stuff ever then.
0: Iron Maiden, number uh, to B. So I was 11 and a half years old. One there. of the
1: greatest heavy metal albums of all time.
0: Yeah, man. And, and then I love
1: Power Slave too. And then
0: Motley Crue came out, and I was like, Well, it got you the girls.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, we did. All, we all, all the thrashers did go to the, the poser shows because that's where the girls were. I mean, nobody's going to say they didn't go there for the girls. It was, it was like insane. Well, my first album that I ever bought was Kiss Rock and Roll Over. Okay, wow. That's the best Kiss album, by the way. and and, uh the band that the next level for me was van halen women and children first
0: that album's heavy as hell yeah yeah i've loved that album it's
1: fantastic yeah but van halen better make it clear because they messed it up when they got that idiot sammy hagar in the band (laughs) so i'm talking about van halen van
0: halen not van van halen yeah well yeah yeah Yeah, because that's
1: my all-time favorite band and it just hates i hate the stigma of the van hagar years they should have just called it van hagar you know let's
0: go right so finally do you have any final words for your fans our viewers and listeners
1: uh check out our new album when it comes out and check out our previous album the concept record and if you want to kind of listen to to music that's intense and angry and fresh and energetic and that has a message that pertains to you the listener because it literally pertains to everyone you know because what the lyrics are about isn't about my life story it's about me pointing out there's certain people that could there's certain people that are like watchers or or whistleblowers that somehow could send could read, see through it so i feel like if you read it it'll open up everything to you and you'll really figure out what's going on and this there's no time to waste in control